Hey everybody, I'm Micah Rich. And I'm Olivia Kane. And welcome to the Weekly Typographic. A podcast where we discuss our favorite type and design news from the week. Hi, Olivia. Hey, Micah. Happy last episode of 2021. This is a genius idea. We were just chatting about how you have inspired us to take a little time off at the end of the year. And we're still planning on doing the newsletters for the next couple weeks, right? Yes, yes. Newsletters coming out. Um, so your good type and design news will be back to his regular programming. Just no more podcasts because we're going to go like enjoy the holidays and get ready for a big 2022. We do have a lot planned for 2022. I feel like we've been hinting at it for many months. And we still have much planning to do, but we're really going to try to boost what we offer in the membership for next year and make something really epic and wonderful with everybody's help. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to have some new classes that I think people are going to love. When I say classes, I mean workshops. I don't know. Just how my brain works. <laughs> so definitely stay tuned. And we have an upcoming workshop at the top of the year. That we're very excited about. We've been chatting about it on the podcast a bunch. So this might not be the first time you're hearing about it, but would like to give a little shout out to Jasmine Holmes workshop, Charge Your Worth, Recipes for Confident Pricing that we will be hosting on January 8th and 9th. We were just so excited about this. Jazz is the pricing queen. She's an excellent designer. And, you know, it was working with creatives on becoming a better pricer and being able to sell your goods for what it's actually valuably worth and then she's kind of made this into a career so I think it's just like she's gonna have so much words of wisdom and you're gonna really have kind of a little bit more of a personal touch to it too because she's really been there in your position and she's gonna make sure you get that money (laughs) that's well put well put and the timing is different than our usual ones you mentioned January 8th and 9th it's actually 5 p.m to 6 30 eastern So you might have to translate that into your time zone, but it's because she's in Australia. So we wanted to make it something that as many people could access as possible. And as always, if you buy a ticket, even if you can't go live, you still get the recording, which I think is going to be valuable. It's one of those things where I think she's really going to try to be interactive in the workshop and try to play off of our actual scenarios that we come with. Hey, this is what I do and this is why I'm struggling. Um, so I think it'll be worth going live if you can, but Hey, if you can't, you know, we still got you. Yeah. I think the workshop is still going to be super valuable and she just has like so much motivational quotes that she can give you about why you need to charge more and why it's worth it. Even if it means taking yourself out of the comfort zone. So all about that. And this week in the nature of our end of the year recap kind of theme, We are recapping our favorite fonts from the year, right? Oh, yeah. So favorite free font finds. So the fonts are ones that we found this year, not necessarily ones that came out this year. I do want to specify that. And, you know, we as a team looked at what we've been finding. And if you're like, wait, I haven't been getting these free font finds, might be a good time to join our membership where every week we send you font finds, some of them free, some of them not. But uh, it really adds up over the year, as you can see with our podcast that we're doing right now and our newsletter. And I think, you know, if you want a good excuse to, to treat yourself for the new year, our membership's only $5 a month. So our first of the free font finds from this year, Good Hood Script Font. I don't remember this one. I do. I found it. 
<laughs> Not to like Makes take sense. all the credit or anything. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how I found it, but I love a good script that's based off of a brush script. And this one's kind of based off of retro signage. And there's like some graffiti twist, as they say in the description. Um, I think it's it was contributed by Edwards Pocket. I don't know those guys before landing on this, but um, I just think it's like a really beautiful brush script. It has a lot of energy, has kind of a youthful vibe to it. And I think it's really hard for me to find brush scripts that are like free and affordable typically. So I get excited when I come across them. That's pretty fair. What's interesting is like this download doesn't include a license. And so I'm curious if you if you found out what the license was or if this is just sort of a use it for personal use kind of thing. I do not know. That is a good question. It seems like Edward's Pocket, the creator, is potentially a designer and letterer. And so maybe they weren't super concerned about the license. So maybe reach out to them. I believe it's a him. If you have questions, and I got to look up this stuff, this guy's stuff, because it looks pretty cool from looking to his portfolio. Yeah, his portfolio is impressive. He's got like some 3D in there. It says he's from Berlin. Uh, and he helped launch Type Thursday Berlin, which, hey, we're fans oh, of that. Heck yeah. So, yeah, this was definitely a fun one to kick us off. Some energy, some youth. It's certainly a display typeface, but I think it like kind of mimics some custom lettering vibes, which is what I think can be useful for some people. Great specimens as well. Yes. The next one I definitely remember. From Co-Type Foundry. This is a more recent font find. I believe it's the license is a Creative Commons license, which hell yes. <laughs> it is from Co-Type Foundry, and it's called Betatron. It's kind of a new look at the sci-fi font, or like typography used in sci-fi movies, I guess. Something I found really interesting that Steph pointed out in the newsletter is that it's an interesting interpretation of using strictly 90 degrees and 45 degree angles to create all of the angles within your letter forms, which is mm. exactly how this is made. And it's like kind of mind blowing that that is a thing. And it just feels really unique, really cool, definitely for display. And I want an excuse to try it. It is surprisingly readable in where, where it's set with paragraphs. I wouldn't use it for a lot of paragraphs, but it is more readable than I would have expected. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Not like fun to read uh, right. at small it's sizes. still difficult, but I assumed it would be impossible is basically yeah. where I'm at with that. Yeah, no, exactly. But also, you know, intentionally designed kind of for like interface mock-ups too, right? So. Mm -hmm. I love the numerals in here. Usually sometimes numerals get like a the last pass or whatever is when someone finishes their numerals. But like I would love to see like floors of a building labeled with just like six foot high mm. numerals from this font. It would be so cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Right. I like that. And to Big clarify, fan. you had mentioned creative commons license. It's specifically attribution, no derivatives, which means you're allowed to share it and like redistribute it. If you use it in a project, it's you're allowed to use it commercially. So even if you use it in a commercial project, you're allowed to like pass the font along. You just, you have to give, credit for making it appreciate the clarification i'm always like what is that again i know it's close to open source but not and you always give me that right answer i do what i can 
Thanks. Thanks. Moving right along. This one, I honestly don't remember showing this one, but very excited about it. It's called Compagnon because it's French. (laughs) It is a font family with a light italic Roman medium script. There's lots of derivations on it. And the microsite that we link to just has... It's like a huge specimen page with just letter, single letter forms in a grid most times, just admiring how beautiful they are with definitely some backstory in there, but that backstory is definitely in French and I am unable to read it. But I think you can certainly enjoy it and you can certainly use it. Latin type support. I want to tr- check it out. I think it also comes from the folks over at Velveteen. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, from Velveteen. I My browser, I'm using Chrome, and I have it set to automatically translate French, so I didn't even realize it was in French. It just automatically translated English for me. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, lucky. But what's interesting, too, about this, this setup for this site is it's like a giant grid full of a bunch of example characters and text of different sizes, different styles, and all of the grid areas are editable. So you can mm-hmm. like, like the whole thing is a type tester, which is fun. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, is it all monospaced? Are all the weights monospaced? Because it looks like it is inspired by monospaced fonts. That is a good question. I don't know. It doesn't specifically say anything about that as far as I can tell. So I'm not sure. Okay. Worth looking into. It does say it's inspired by some typewriter reference Frederick Gowdy typewriter reference. I don't know. I thought you'd appreciate that. I mean, there is some very whimsical characters for something that does look like it's inspired by a typewriter. I think there's some pretty creative approaches, which makes me feel excited. There's a really beautiful like series of ball terminals, I believe, in the Roman version of it. And just like seeing those nice and big is incredibly satisfying. Plus, I'd just like to say there is a square on this page that I'm looking at that says Olivia enjoys candy, little Labradors, and roller skating. And so, oh my gosh, I mean, I need to know, is that accurate or are they just making stuff up? Obviously talking about you. I think that is all true. (laughs) Yeah, I I honestly have the version in front of me that's in that's in French. So I could be like Olivia M. I'm like, oh, what do I like? And then I got lost after that. So. I mean, who doesn't love candy, right? I mean, Labradors. Yes. Roller skating, I don't know, but. I I like roller skating. I like roller. I would go roller skating if someone invited me. Um, I wouldn't say it's a defining part of my identity. I mean, it is now. It's on the internet, so. (laughs) If it's set in Compagnon, it's got to be true. (laughs) Excellent accent, by the way. This is great. I'm drying. I'm drying. Um, All right. Keeping it moving. This next one is also from our friends over in France. Like, we really need to take a trip over okay. to France for typographic reasons. We need a Right, yes, for typographic retreat. reasons. 100%. We need a company retreat there. Um, this one actually has a little bit of a backstory, which is pretty interesting. It was commissioned in 2014 by the Centre National des Arts Plastiques. I feel like I've said that before on this podcast. You have. Um, Yeah, and it was, you know, part of this graphic design initiative in France to help spark creativity and to create a new typeface to be freely downloadable by the public at large and actually raise awareness about type design and the practice and profession 
of type design, which I think is pretty interesting. And it is a very beautifully crafted typeface and has some very like classic looks to you. It's a little bit of like a semi-serif, has kind of a wedged look, um, reminds me of really old Roman typefaces, but it's fun. I'm about it. Yeah, I definitely also think this is very fun. Um, I, I, it, I struggled to figure out what the license was because unlike a lot of the stuff that, that we have been trying to do with our fonts and whatnot, like the specimens and, and read me are PDFs. And so it's like hard to find if it's in there. But at the end of one of the specimens, it says uh, Creative Commons CC BY and D license. Mm, okay. Um, and so I think that means attribution, no derivatives. So you can use it for commercial work. You can pass it around and share it. Uh, you have to give them credit for making it, and you can't mm-hmm. make any changes. I wish I noticed this earlier, but I'm just noticing now there's actually quite a bit of um, educational material when you go to the story tab uh, in the microsite talks about how to create how they created their italic what they were in- inspired by and a little bit of design history so oh wow okay yeah now I feel like a dummy because like a lot of the information that I was searching for was in this header which I didn't even notice there was a header took me a while took me a while I guess because it like stays at the top and when you scroll it disappears Mm-hmm. So I missed that. So good on you. Good work. Yeah, yeah. Just doing some investigative work. I want to see what people uh, do with this type. I think it'd be really cool. And yeah. it's clearly like very well made. I can't believe all the small text in this site is using the typeface. Because when you see it so big, you're like, oh, that's a great display type. And then you're like, oh shoot, that looks really readable at small sizes. Yeah, I do. I do also appreciate that. Surprise. Good find. Delight. Awesome find. All right. Moving right along, we got our last link. Is that correct? Yes, I this one's our is. last one. And this okay. is one of my favorites. For Ooh. Sure. Okay. Tell us what we're looking at. So this is called Better Hobby by Letterhend Studio, which I also really was not familiar with the studio whatsoever. But it's like this beautifully wonky, messed up screen printing font. The letters are are really geometric, but off-kilter versions. When I say geometric, I don't mean it is a geometric font. I just mean it's constructed of shapes, Mm -hmm. is how it feels. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. cut out paper shapes, but screen printed? I don't know. At least a lot of the examples are screen printed, and I like that. Reminds me, they have like examples of kind of flower blossom 1989 definitely has like a retro cutout vibe to it there are pretty much no counters in the typeface which i usually have issues with but this typeface is so like kind of off the wall that i'm really into it i think it like the way they've constructed it feels really nice the way this works though i was super freaking confused i'm like is this an svg font like i do not mm, but i downloaded font. it yes i and i feel like we need to get into this because i come across this more often than not and then I'm like how do I use this and how would anyone know how to use this but you basically download the file and then after you download it you get several font files and you basically if you want to typeset the word you know mica 
use one font file, typeset the Mica, copy, then paste it in place, and then change the font file. And each font file is like a piece of layered paper. So you can start thinking about it like in a more analog way, which I actually think is helpful in this font because the font looks like it's layered. There's some fonts that don't look like things are like necessarily layered on top of each other and they use this technique, but it's an easy way for you to kind of make your lettering look more custom and then have full manipulation over the color because if you want pink and orange color, you just change the text one to pink and then one to orange. And like, you're not, you know, you don't have to fuss with the kind of SVG-ness of it, which I think makes <laughs> SVG fonts a little bit confusing for people because I don't think it's as easy as just selecting text and changing the color sometimes. Yeah, I agree. And there's not much description to it, but it comes with three styles to the font. One is kind of it assembled so that you can use it just as is, even though it's a little hard to read because there are there are no counters, really. And then they have, like, layer one and layer two, which you can assemble like you were describing. Yeah. And you could assemble all three if you wanted to, but there's really no description of how to use it, which which is unfair. But I definitely would be so excited to play around with this. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And the license on this one is probably the most complicated of the ones that we've talked about because it's a custom license where it's royalty free. You're allowed to use it in personal and commercial work, but they kind of go into specifics that you kind of have to read two or three times the paragraph to be like, wait, so can I sell stuff with this? Can I not? If you're going to use our freebies in commercial projects that are for sale or multiple replications, you'll need an extended license. But it's also free to use in commercial projects. So what does that mean? You know? Yeah. So that's probably a thing where if you are using it for a T-shirt that you are selling, you might want to email them and just double check that it's okay. But if you're using it for a client project where you're like making their branding or something, it's probably fine. Good to know. Thanks for being our interpreter over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's always helpful. That just reminds me, next year we got to start making a big deal of the book. You have been pushing me to talk more about the licensing book that we made once upon a time that is just sitting there collecting dust. Mm-hmm. I think next year's the time when we got to start being like, hey, are you confused about licensing? We wrote a book about it. I agree. I agree. I've never disagreed with that statement. <laughs> Um, all right, Steph. Uh, Steph did an awesome job curating this newsletter today. I felt like there was such great uh, variety in here with, you know, whimsical and serious and more display, but also more, you know, workhorsey type. So there was like at least three or four more free fonts in the members version of the email today that were equally amazing. So just one more. One, one for one each of us, plug. too. Like I was excited about the first member font. It mm-hmm. was this like very retro art deco thing. And then I looked at the, the second one and I was like, oh, this is very Olivia. I know you like that second one. Yeah. So, yeah, Steph did some great finds in the member section this week, too. All right, everyone. Bittersweet ending that I won't uh, be, you know, broadcasting our thoughts and feelings to the world for a few weeks. But also excited to take a break. Let's not, yeah. let's not pretend that, that that's going to be nice. I know you're going to be baking a lot. I'm going to be Great British Bake Off in Chicago life. <laughs> great Chicago Bake Off. The Great Chicago Bake Off. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, I think that's all for 2021. 
Exciting. Thanks to everybody who's been listening. I feel like this has been a really big year for the podcast. We've been kind of like making a lot of progress every week. And that feels yeah. really rewarding. And more and more people keep saying, oh, we heard your podcast. That just warms my fuzzy little heart inside. It's the first full year we've done a podcast. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that. What did you say last night? It was 1,500 plus hours? No, not hours. 1,500 plus minutes. minutes. What did I just say? Hours? Hours. I mean, like, that does, yeah, that does did this every day. But 1,500 plus <laughs> minutes. Minutes. I meant minutes and said hours. It's still a lot of minutes. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. to think about. So appreciate everyone, yeah, supporting and tuning in for sure. We'll see you in January. Do 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 do